bringing hope to many around the globe, transforming lives into legacies. Live in Word with Pastor Mensah Otobiel. And now, today's word. Every leader transitions. Every leader. Not that one day they'll go to heaven like Elijah, but every time you are stepping into something and leaving something behind. So, for example, when we started this church, I was an usher. I stand at the door and welcome everybody. I was the main usher, head usher. I was a musician. I played the congas. I played the fritua and uh, gong gong and uh, did several other things but at a certain point I stepped out from ushering now when I step out of it you have to see pastor is no longer doing what he has he was doing before somebody must see it and step into it if you see me go because many times we work with leaders, but we don't see when they have taken up a higher responsibility that we must step into. Because we are waiting for somebody to invite us to say, now do this. No, if you see me, if you recognize the moment I transition to something else, then you can step into what I have just left behind. You want to really grow into leadership where you are? Look for the empty spaces that have been left behind and step into them. Look for what used to be done that is not being done now and start doing it. Don't complain. Well, we used to, you know, sometimes in the church people say, well, we, we have to be a loving church. We have to be a love. We don't love people again. There's no love in the church. Step into it. We have to pray more. Step into it. Because if you see me go, if you see elevation, you don't bring the leader down to do what he was doing 10 years ago. You allow him to do what he's doing now so that you can step into what he used to do 10 years ago. That is what Elijah is saying to Elisha. I'm going to move to another level. And when you see that, you have to step into it. If you don't see it, you would not recognize that there has been a transition for you to step into. And it works with everything. Those of you in the choir, if you see me, go. The choir leader used to do this all the time. Now he's not doing it. Step into it. The head of intercessors used to do this. Doesn't do it again. Step into it. It used to be like this. Now nobody has time to do it. Step into it. If you see me go, you will receive. Elisha saw it and he cried, my father, my father. That leads us to number three. Elisha's passion. Elisha's passion. My father, my father. Not my money, my money. <laughs> Can you imagine? Elijah is going up. Elijah says, Sir, the money. Salary increase. He said, You increase my salary. Where is it? No. My father, my father. Not my money, my money. My promotion, my promotion. My favor, my favor. My glory, my glory. But my father, 
my father, very important. It showed where his heart was. It showed what his priority was. Elisha craved for relationship till the end. Relationship. The last thing Elijah heard from Elisha was my father. My father. In that moment, Elisha stopped being a servant, stopped being a student, and became a son, and qualified himself for a double portion of an anointing. Because at that moment, this is the first time we see him, I don't know whether he used to call him my father, but this is the first time he didn't say, the servant of God, the prophet, the general overseer, the chief executive, he's not addressing him by title, but by relationship. My father, my father. Relationship till the end. That was his passion. You don't follow people for what you will get from them. You follow them for how you want to relate to them. You, if you follow relationship, you will get inheritance. If you follow inheritance, you will get nothing. You will get nothing. You know, there are people, everybody knows who a schema is. And you also know who is following relationship. If you follow relationship, you get inheritance. If you follow property, you get nothing. Not my property, my property, my money, my money, my land, my land, my house, my house. Where is the house, sir? Where is the house, sir? You promised me a house. You promised me this. You promised my house, my house, my house. You get nothing. My father, my father, you get everything. Relationship overrules everything. And at that moment, Elijah transitioned from a worker under Elijah to somebody who qualifies to receive an inheritance because only sons can receive an inheritance. In that moment, he understood the fullness of Elijah's ministry. He understood. Now, if you look at the passage, Elisha said something that is a little bit difficult to understand. He said, my father, my father, the chariot of Israel and its horsemen. Now, what does that mean? Now, well, we know that a chariot took him and horsemen took him. But that statement is a statement of warfare. Elisha is saying, this man, my father, is the one whom God counted on for every victory Israel won. The man Elijah by himself is an army. He's the battalion. The man is, uh, Elijah is the chariot of Israel and the horsemen. In other words, this man was not just a prophet to me or my boss, but this man really had control over the destiny of Israel. Now, because he recognized that, what he was going to step into was not just head of the prophetic band, the sons of the prophet, but he was going to step into the office he recognized upon Elijah. If you don't see it, 
you won't enter it. If you don't see it, you won't enter it. You remember Jesus Christ wanted his, to know whether his disciples saw him. They got to Caesarea Philippi, Matthew chapter 16. He said, whom do men say I am? Does Jesus have identity crisis? Does he have inferred to come? I mean, is he doubting himself? Why is he asking this question? Whom do men say that I am? They say, well, some say you are Elijah. Some say you are Jeremiah. Some say you are one of the prophets. Whom do you say that I am? Does he need confirmation? Does he need encouragement? Is he going through a low moment of his life? He's going through depression? No. Jesus wants to know, do you really see what you are dealing with now? It's okay for you to think this is a prophet from Nazareth. He multiplies bread. He gives wine. He, he, he walks on water. He, he raises the dead. Is that all you see? Do you really see the whole thing? Who, how do you see me? And Peter said, yeah, we know. You are bigger than Elijah. You are bigger than John the Baptist. You are bigger than them all because you are the son of the living God. Jesus says, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you. There are people who never see the full extent of what they are following. They only see a narrow part. Because what you see is what you step into. What you see is what you step into. What you see is what you step into. It is capacity. If you limit it, you step into something very little. You can be around greatness and never be great. You can actually be related to greatness and never be great. You can eat with greatness and never be great. You can converse with greatness and never be great. It's not just a matter of how close you are. The brothers and sisters of Jesus were close to him but never saw him. But strangers like Peter saw him. It's not just about proximity. You know, people want to say, well, I know him. I, I've, I have a picture with him. I've taken up. Yeah, taking pictures with people, it has some value but very little value. Do you see the fullness of what you are dealing with? My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and its horsemen. He understood the fullness of Elijah's ministry. Number four, Elisha's preference. Elisha's preference. The pastor says he took hold of his own clothes and tore them into pieces. At that moment when he caught that revelation, he took his own clothes and tore them into pieces. He cast aside his own identity. And that is a very major thing. Very major. For many people, this would have been the time for them to put on their own garment. They would see the departure of their leader as a time for them to assert themselves. Elijah did the opposite. He saw the departure of Elijah as a time to cast aside his own identity. Do you know there are some followers, when you give them one chance, you are not there. They would undo everything you have tried to do. We call it new king, new law. You tell him, oh, okay, I'll be away. Just take care of the business. 
I'll come back next week. By the time you come next week, he has redefined everything, tried to change everything you stood for. He has put on his own garment. But Elisha did the opposite. Elijah is taken away. This is the time that everybody will say, it's my time. But this is the time he says, it's still Elijah time. Because remember, he didn't say, I want a double portion of what I have. I want a double portion of what he has. It's still Elijah time. And if I want a double portion of what Elijah has, then I have to get rid of everything I have worked for and developed and clothed myself in and ready myself, prepare myself, get myself ready to receive Elijah's mantle. You cannot mix mantles. You can't mix it. Because if you mix it, it will be a confused mantle. He had to put off in order to put on. Put off in order to put on. Put off in order to put on. He tore his own garment and preferred that he will be empty for Elijah to be full. Number five, Elisha's promotion. Elisha's promotion. He took the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him. The son is taking on the father's responsibilities. Now I want you to note that Elijah did not instruct Elisha to put on his mantle. It was not in the instruction manual. He said, if you see me, go. He didn't say, if you put on my mantle. So this is just a decision he's making by himself. I've seen you go. What next? So he could have just said, well, Elijah, Elijah went up. His mantle dropped down. It's old anyway. It's a new season. This is an old season. I don't need anything from this guy again. Now let me go and show people what I have. Because he was not instructed to do that. It's a personal choice. If you want a double portion of a pers- what the person has, you don't have to keep holding on to what you have. It's not a double portion of what you have. It's what Elijah has. So he tore his own garment. He took Elijah's garment. That was the moment he was promoted. He received transference from Elijah. He received spiritual transfer. He jumped from where he was to where Elijah had been. And he stepped into Elijah's office. He did not just receive an anointing. He stepped into an office. He became the leader of the sons of the prophets. Because the mantle was a symbol of office. From that time on, he stepped fully into what Elijah had left behind. He took his mantle, received transference, stepped into office. Number six, Elisha's power. Elisha's power. He gets to the Jordan, takes the mantle, strikes the water of the Jordan and asks the question, where is the God of Elijah? 
He was seeking for a relationship with the God of Elijah. Now, what was he doing here? What, what does that mean? He connected to the source of Elijah's power, and that's very important. He didn't say, where is Elijah? He's not asking, I need Elijah. Elijah is gone. You don't need him. But Elijah had a relationship with God. He had a source of power. You connect to the same source he was plugged into, the God of Elijah. If God is the one who used Elijah, then God is the one who will use you. If God is the one who raised Elijah, then God is the one who will raise you. If God is the one who prospered Elijah, then God is the one who will prosper you. The God of Elijah is no respecter of persons. If he can do it for one man, he can do it for another. Elijah's power. And if you watch carefully, he did exactly what he saw Elijah do. They got to the Jordan the first time when they were coming in. Elijah took his mantle, struck the water. It parted. Elijah is faced with the same problem. He says, well, I saw my boss do it this way. I'm going to do it the same way. He takes the mantle, strikes it, and it opens. He starts imitating what he has done, what he has seen Elijah do. And finally, number seven, Elisha's proof. What is the proof that he has received the double portion? The sons of the prophet says, the spirit of Elijah rests on Elisha. God was with Elisha as he was with Elijah. The spirit of Elijah rests on Elisha. That's a very interesting statement. The spirit of Elijah rests on Elisha. Yesterday we saw him go across the Jordan. We thought he was a loser. We thought he was a, wasting his time. Now he's coming back. And he has the spirit of Elijah. In other words, what Elijah could do, Elisha would do. But the difference is that he's going to do more than Elijah did. Now, in terms of prominence in the larger scheme, Elisha never became greater than Elijah because Elijah is a representative of all the prophets. In terms of works, activities, works, Elisha did more than Elijah. Not exactly double recorded. Elijah did about seven major acts. Elisha, give or take, 11 and 12. Close to double. But he definitely did more than Elijah had done. He received the spirit. The spirit of Elijah rests on Elisha. And if you look at it carefully, Elisha started his ministry where Elijah ended. How did Elijah end his ministry? By opening the Jordan River. That was the final miracle, final work. And that was number one for Elisha. So Elijah's, Elijah's number seven is Elijah's number one. 
So from then on, he's not going to go down to number six. He's going to go higher and higher and higher. So Elisha starts on the shoulder of Elijah. Double portion anointings, when it comes on people, they don't start where the leader started. They start where he ended. So that from then on, they can do far more than he has done. He started where Elijah ended. Elijah ends with the Jordan. He starts with the Jordan. Now when you look through all of these, you find the most critical, prominent, remarkable thing is Elisha's attitude throughout. His attitude in what he goes for, how he goes for it, his attitude in humility and, and uh, audacity, his attitude in serving, his attitude in staying focused, his attitude in making his demand or his prayer his priority. I want a double portion. And throughout, he never deviated from that and he got it. Elijah said it's a hard thing, but you get it, and he got it. There are many people who are called to be greater than who they are, but they never become that because they don't understand this principle. God will connect you to somebody who is greater than you. It could be somebody you know in the office. Could be somebody, maybe you are a politician, a mentor, a political mentor. If you're a banker, a banking mentor, a business person, a business mentor. Pastor, pastor mentor. And sometimes even it may not be somebody in your field. But it's just somebody that God plucks you into. Because he wants you to step into things. And you don't wait to the last minute to step into it. You can step into it progressively. If you see the transition, you step into it, into greatness. But because we are so consumed with ourselves, we never receive what God has for us. I pray that God will help you. God will help you that you will receive that. There are people who are in a sense like Elijah. You have done so much and God wants you to pass on to somebody else. And sometimes you get frustrated. Sometimes you talk to people who have been accomplished. The other time I heard Azuma Nelson say, his passion is to raise boxers greater than himself in Ghana, but he can't find them. He says, because they don't have discipline. He comes instantly, he wants to make it. I want to make it, I want, so no discipline. So here is an Elijah looking for Elisha, and he can't find him. Because Elisha himself couldn't find anybody to pass on what he had. Because his servant Gehazi was looking for instant results. And ended up with leprosy. 
And when Elisha finally died, his bones were in a cave. They're going to bury somebody. And quickly, uh, an army was coming against the people going to do the burial. They throw the body of the dead man into the cave of Elisha. The dead man's body hits the bones of Elisha, who's been dead all these years, and he resurrects. What does that mean? The power was still there. It was still there. Nobody got it. Because he found a way to get it from Elijah, Elijah, but nobody could get it from him because Gehazi was greedy and couldn't step into it. Can you imagine what Gehazi would have inherited? Double, double. But he went for clothes. And when I heard that great boxer say that, I said, wow, I wish I was younger. I would go. This is a world champion. I hear at a point, Mike, even Mike Tyson wanted him to be his, his coach. We have a great champion, but he can't produce champions because everybody who comes wants to be a boss. And there is no Elisha to take over from that Elijah. There are many people who would go with great capacity that nobody could take away from them because everybody came with their own agenda didn't have the spirit of Elisha. But that is changing. I said that is changing. You will connect to your Elijah. And you receive from your Elijah. You will not just, you see, when you receive from Elijah, the struggle becomes easier. You start on a higher level. You start where a great man ended. I don't want... I started ministry in a classroom. Can you imagine if I had received from an Elijah and I had started at this level 35 years ago? You, you, you know where I will be? You know where I will be? I'll be way above that. So, he built and another built up on it. This morning we're going to pray. I believe that the grace of God is sufficient. Everybody has grace. And everybody will be connected to somebody. Maybe you are an Elijah looking for an Elisha. Maybe you are Elisha looking for Elijah. I just want you to pray and say, Lord, I pray for a divine connection. I need to go up. I need to go up. I need to start on a higher level. I need to start on a higher level. Lord, give me a divine connection. Somebody who will help me rise up. Or somebody who will take this thing and run with it. Just pray, pray, pray. A divine connection. A divine connection. Some of your struggle is unnecessary. Some of your battles in life are unnecessary. The help is already there. You are struggling for nothing. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. At every point in your life, there must be somebody higher you want to receive from. At every point in your life, there must be somebody higher you want to receive. At this level, 
believe you me, there is somebody I'm targeting to receive from. You must have somebody to receive from. Who is your Elijah? Who is your Elijah? What do you want to receive? What do you want to be imparted to you? You have to set your heart on a pilgrimage. You have to set your heart on a journey. And you have to say, I want to receive. It may not be somebody in your field. It may not be somebody in your area of oppression. But you say, that is what I want to receive. I want to receive a double of what that one has. Set your heart on your own Elijah. Set your heart on your own Elijah. In the name of Jesus, you will not be distracted. Not three Elijahs, not ten Elijahs, not twenty Elijahs. Just one. One. Be focused. No distraction. You cannot have many fathers. You cannot have ten fathers. You cannot have twenty fathers. You can only have one. Does he have what you need? Just pray, 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 pray. Let there be some intensity in your prayer. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening to Living Word. To interact with Pastor Mensah Otebil, like his page on Facebook. Follow him on Twitter at Mensah Otebil. Email otterville at centralgospel.com or call plus 233-302-688-000.